0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Librarians Assemble, a podcast dedicated to all things libraries and comics. I'm your host, Josh Stone. As always, this podcast is not affiliated with any libraries or institutions. All of the opinions and thoughts expressed today are mine and that of today's guest. And who is our guest today? Well, today we got Aramis. He's the head of a children's department for a public library outside of West Palm Beach, Florida. Besides that, he's also in charge of ordering all the graphic novels for his library system. Before we talk to Aramis, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I've been up to at my library, as well as some of the books I've been reading that I thought you should read too. So let's stop wasting time and jump right into the theme song. Welcome back. So this is the part of the show where I talk about some of the things I have going on at my library. This week I have my very first graphic novel memoir book discussion. This is my attempt to get non-traditional graphic novel readers to give these things a try. I'm not running this like a conventional book club. Rather, I selected several titles that patrons could choose from which will allow us to discuss the similarities and differences within this genre. I like this approach for a variety of reasons one of them being it drives home the notion that graphic novels are a medium and not a genre, something that few people seem to grasp. Another reason this approach appeals to me is that it allows us to really dive into the art of graphic memoirs, to see how these storytellers weave their personal histories through words and art. Finally, it allows people to find a story that really grabs them. They can read one or all of the titles available, but if they only read one of the titles, they'll, get, they'll still get a chance to learn about the others and maybe be inspired to pick up some of them after the program. So the titles I've chosen are Fun Home by Alison Bechtel, Persepolis by Marjane Setrappi, Marbles by Ellen Forney, Blankets by Craig Thompson, and Stitches by David Small. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already aware, but this year's summer reading theme for libraries is Every Hero Has a Story. I know many libraries out there are using this theme as a chance to promote comics and graphic novels, and that's great. It makes perfect sense, and I love seeing all the superhero-themed events going on throughout the country. For me, I'm an adult services librarian that works in a library with a mostly older population. I wanted to do something with comics, but I knew traditional superheroes probably wouldn't go over so well. So I went with these memoirs. I'm still going to tie it in to the Every Hero Has a Story theme. My goal is to show that all the artists of the aforementioned books are heroes of their own stories. If you'd like to share your thoughts on any of these titles or graphic memoirs in general, you can tweet me your thoughts at Assemble Podcast, or you can email me at librariansassemble at (laughs) gmail.com. Welcome to the part of the show where I talk about what I've been reading. My goals are to give some suggestions for librarians to add to their collection and for library users to pick up from their local library. One of my other goals is to promote something relatively new that you can get from your local comic shop. So, what have I been reading? Well, I recently read Persepolis again. I only read volume one, which is the one I chose for the book discussion. It's been a while since I read it, and it's as good as I remember. I'm sure there are very few people listening to this that don't know or haven't read Persepolis, but let's carry on anyways. It's a book by Marjane Satrapi, and it tells the story of her childhood in Iran during the Iranian Revolution. What this book does a great job of is balancing personal memoir with contextual history, which is probably why it has increasingly been added to high school and college reading lists over the years. Satrapi's storytelling is very engaging, She not only draws you into her personal life, but she does a masterful job of describing and relating monumental moments in history. I imagine most Westerners, myself included, aren't well-versed in the Iranian Revolution, and what they do know is probably just the Cliff Notes edition. What Persepolis does so well is give a conversant account of not only what was happening in Iran during the upheaval, but a wealth of information about Iranian history that led to these events. To do all of that and stay entertaining and engrossing to the average reader is nothing short of a major accomplishment. It goes without saying, but if for some reason your library doesn't own multiple copies of Persepolis, you should order some right now. Did you do it? Okay. Another book I just read that is every bit as powerful as Persepolis, but from my perspective doesn't get a whole lot of attention, is Marbles by Ellen Forney. The full title is Marbles, Mania, Depression, Michelangelo, and Me. The book is about Ellen Forney's struggle with bipolar. The book starts off with her getting officially diagnosed right around her 30th birthday and covers about the next decade of her life. The book is obviously profoundly personal and insightful. The art does a great job of expressing the wild shifts in her moods and helps give the reader a sometimes scary insight into this disease. I think Persepolis and Marbles both do a great job of shining a light on a subject that most people think they know. For Marbles, I think it's wonderful for everyone to see the struggle, fear, pain, and isolation associated with mental illness. Not just because it can potentially make someone suffering from a mood disorder feel less alone, but because it can potentially make those that don't suffer from some form of mood disorder feel less judgmental and uncomfortable around those that do suffer. Like I mentioned in the last segment, both these titles are great for the summer reading theme of Every Hero Has a Story. Both Ellen Forney and Marjane Satrapi are undeniably heroes of their own stories. They both faced life-shattering events and came through. Not only did they survive, but they went on to become successful individuals that have helped many others in similar situations deal with those situations and feel less alone. Alright, let me get off my soapbox for a minute and make a hard left turn. Right before recording this, I read issue one of... Godzilla in Hell. I believe it came out on July 15th. Godzilla in Hell is being done by James Toccoe, I believe. I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced. It's going to be a five-part miniseries that finds Godzilla having to fight his way through various levels of hell. Basically, it's like Dante meets Scott Pilgrim... But then they both get eaten by Godzilla. So how can I not be on board for this? There are no words in issue one, but the art is amazing. Stokoe's or Stokoe's work is wonderful, but I think the best thing here are the facial expressions of Godzilla. You see him confused, you see him thinking, reacting. Like, I know I sound a bit weird talking about the inner workings of Godzilla's mind, but that's what the artist brings to this book. There's literally nothing I can say about the plot of issue one, without spoiling things but what really more do you need to know the damn book is called Godzilla and Hell you need to go to your local comic shop and pick it up if you're a Godzilla fan if you're not you could probably skip it because of this graphic memoir program I have coming up I've now gone two full episodes without talking about the comic series that I'm probably most obsessed with right now which is the Wicked and the Divine so brace yourselves for the next episode because it's coming and I'm probably going to ramble for a long time so I hope you enjoy that but for now, it's time for us to talk to Aramis. We're going to talk a lot about the ordering process for graphic novels in a public library system, but also be on the lookout for a random goose attack, which happens somewhere in this interview. At one point, Aramis and I freak out about Baby Mouse, and then I create a superhero that is immediately and justifiably banned. So enjoy. Today we'll be talking to Aramis. He's the head of a children's department for a public library located just outside of West Palm Beach, Florida. Besides being an all-around cool dude and huge comics fan, Aramis is also in charge of ordering all of the graphic novels for his library system. So yeah, I'm a little bit jealous. Anyway, let's get to know my man some more and find out what he's been up to, what he's reading, and all that good stuff. So how are you doing today, Aramis?
1: Pretty good, Josh.
0: Good, good. Thank you for joining us. You're going to be on our second episode which is going to be our first ever second episode, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how long have you been into comics? Has it been a lifelong thing, more of a more recent thing? What's what's your what's your origin story?
1: Um, well, I picked up. I mean, I always liked like Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield, that kind of stuff when I was a kid. I didn't really know that adult comics like things like x-men or whatever existed um that was not something my sisters were into and i have three older sisters they didn't care about that stuff um so i got introduced to that probably beginning of college once i had because none of my high school friends were really into the into comics either yeah it seems like a good Um, age to start getting into comics so yeah, I would read like random X-Men and not mm-hmm. understand why I didn't understand anything that was <laughs> happening. I didn't, it didn't seems realize like
0: there's sixty years of history here, I've been
1: <laughs> Well I also didn't even realize it was like specifically a series that was meant to be sequential. Oh <laughs> <I didn't laughs> read it like that either.
0: Like you get to the end of the your first X-Men comic and you're like, wait, there's there's no ending here. Now what what happens? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then when you read the next one And I was like, no, but I read an X-Men Like a couple of months ago Shouldn't this be the next one? <laughs> so no, yeah, pretty a... uh, rough introduction to comics
0: <laughs> Yeah, Yes, sequential art But sequential storytelling sometimes Goes out the window with X-Men So what are you reading right now that you're really into? What, what's on Aramis's to-read list here?
1: Um, well, I really like Lumberjanes um, I really like the new Miss Marvel Very cool and for the
0: record, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. You all can't see this. Anybody listening to it, Aramis's profile picture here on Skype is is a lumberjack, so it's no surprise he's reading Lumberjanes. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Just had to throw that in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Magical Girl Scouts, I was sold almost immediately. <laughs> like, that's, just the high concept is enough to.
0: Oh, yeah. That. And we, um, um, Grace Ellis, one of the writers on Lumberjanes, and Kate Leth, who does you know a little bit of work on the book as well they were at the miami book fair last year and we got to meet him and my stepdaughter got to meet them they were super they're super nice people man just so nice Ooh.
1: yeah grace ellis I, i'm not great with names
0: yeah I, yeah, yeah like- i honestly i remember her name because she was super nice to my kid <laughs> so she gave she gave her some free comics and everything so that was pretty cool
1: yeah, the comics ordering process for me is really complicated because I don't remember <laughs> anybody's name ever. Yeah. Which is not helpful.
0: So, speaking of ordering comics, how how did you? You're the head of children's, so and you're a children's librarian. So, how did you end up becoming the the czar of comics, the czar of graphic novel ordering for the for your system?
1: Well, I would say maybe less czar. Okay. All right. So
0: you're saying it's more of a democracy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's more of a democracy.
0: I, I, can, um, I can attest to that. I've, I've given you some recommendations. <laughs> You've listened uh, to me. Maybe the president of comics. Okay. That I'll seems
1: like president. a All right, the president. Um, well, the person who was in charge of ordering them before left the library system, and the person who replaced him didn't really have the depth of experience and knowledge that he had, because he was a huge comic person, too. Um, so they were kind of fishing around for somebody who had some comics knowledge that could make recommendations. I really don't know why they settled on <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but I was happy to help out. Yeah, you've um, been
0: doing a good job, too. I-, I can say that. We've got some pretty good titles in, in
1: the system. I do the best I can. There's a, I get a lot of help from the rest of the people in the ordering department. So um, collection development is my backup band or they do a great job.
0: <laughs> so when you're ordering, when you're ordering graphic novels for the system, what are some of the things you're looking for? And like, walk us through a little bit of that, that process.
1: Well, i the, one of the first things I did is question what everybody was telling me. Um, I try to approach stuff in logical data driven scientific kind of way. And everybody's telling me comic books equal superheroes, comic books equal superheroes. And I was aware that, you know, Like, I've been reading manga and stuff. It's not like I didn't know manga existed. Mm -hmm. But the conventional wisdom in our library system was that what people wanted was more Batman. So I'm like, let me look at this. So I did some research. Um, We have a tool called Collection HQ that lets us really in-depth look at what is being checked out, what are the most popular titles, and I don't know if it... They didn't think to do that kind of research because they were so sure they knew what people wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I looked it up, uh, the ten most popular comic series—only one of them is Western superhero comics. Everything else is manga.
0: Okay, and that was—and that was looking at the things in your system, not like just in general selling, but like what is going off your
1: shelves. Packed out in the Palm Beach County Library system. So, I was like, okay, well, if that's the most popular thing, then, you know, we need to beef that up. Um, Especially once I looked at the proportions of how much manga we own to how many comics we own. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like it's about equal if you look at the shelf, but that's only because manga takes up more shelf space, since the books tend to be bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, Percentage-wise, of it was more slanted toward Western superhero comics, which are great. Um, and I still order those. Um, yes, I just have been ordering more manga, diverser, more diverse series, okay. broad, things that we don't norm had normally gotten before, spin-offs of popular series like Soul Eater, not things like that. Okay,
0: that's cool. And um, when you're when you're looking through comics, I'm sure like any any normal collection development process goes you you look at reviews you, you you know look at different like articles and stuff like that are there any other kind of resources you use to help you figure out what would be good for for the system
1: yes i have my chrome tabs programmed <laughs> when i'm in comics ordering mode um it's kind of funny because you know i mean even though the system in general tends to think of comics as sort of a teen thing.
0: Yes. Um, and I think that's a problem with a lot of a lot of systems. I know I've worked for places where all of the comic books were only in the teen section.
1: Right. And I'm glad that we have them cataloged as adult comics and children's comics. Yes. Um, and that gives me the flexibility to order things that are a little bit more daring than possibly the things we were ordering previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far fingers crossed I haven't gotten any pushback and I don't expect to they've been pretty great about letting me order things as long as they're I can justify it like any other book that we order okay that's cool um, the lot the so- resources that I use comics um, line comicsology is really mm-hmm. helpful for keeping up with superhero continuity mm-hmm like, okay, we have book one, two, and three of this, but the story actually continued in book one of something completely different with another title. Oh, but yeah. Balancing, you know, managing those trades and making sure that we have continuous full runs is very important to me, so that's something I've prioritized. That's awesome.
0: That's, like, yeah, that's not even... Some, I don't think that's something most people would, would consider, that, you know, just because it says volume four of, of Batman... Does that means- mean that, yeah, it doesn't mean that that story is not continuing somewhere else in like Suicide Squads or Robin yeah. or something?
1: Yeah, I know that we had, there's been, I think, historically two or three different runs of Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, I remember because it was a particular headache of mine a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, we had book one of the newest series, book two of the oldest series, <laughs> and book four of a series from like the 80s or 90s. <laughs> And book three of the newest series. So they're okay. like, "Oh, we have one, two, and three, and four and I was like, but "No, we
0: no, <laughs> not really. No, we don't." Yeah, huh? that's if yeah, yeah if if the graphic novel publishers could make that easier for libraries, that would be cool. Instead of like, instead of calling everything Batman Volume One, Batman Volume Two, and then in a couple years start all over with a brand new Volume One, that would yeah. that would be nice.
1: I would love if they would take a page out of the way manga is dealt with. Um, there's a series that's huge. It's uh, based on Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But it was so easy to order and tell what we had and what we didn't have because it's Alice in the Kingdom of Clover, volume 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Mm-hmm. Alice in the Land of the Mad Hatter, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Like, yeah. It's really obvious by the subtitles which
0: which series which it goes to.
1: Um, And I think cataloging in recent years has gotten much better about including subtitles into comic titles to make that easier as well, so that if they know... um, what something's related to. I've even seen um, from the cataloging and publication information, you know, well they'll say, you know, this comprises issues 17 through oh, 20. Yeah, that's, that's, what. yeah, so. that's
0: always nice when they add
1: that into a catalog record. But yeah. I think that the catalogers have been getting a lot more savvy about what is helpful in a record when we're trying to find books for people. Yeah, power to the catalogers. Yes. <laughs> don't, um, yeah, don't, probably. don't upset, don't upset
0: any catalogers in your system. Cause then it all goes, it, it could it all go, goes down very quickly from there.
1: Um, I met with them recently, though they're very nice. They're like little hobbit people. There's, so, cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: they all, yeah. It's it's a little uh, it's a little intimidating to walk into their den. You know, uh, you know they're smarter than you inherently, and you 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 worry like, oh my god. They've got a lot of. They do library math. They do like library doing math. Doing anything. Yeah, they yeah they could be up to anything. From so, pentagrams and
1: library pays. I
0: mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a scary place, but it's we need it. We need that scary underbelly of the library.
1: Um. Anyway, so I, I was gonna say for ordering manga, I have a completely different set. Oh, of
0: okay. Yeah, what pres- do you use for manga?
1: The main one is Anime News Network, um, to help me figure out the ratings because a lot of times are the distributor that we order through Baker and Taylor. Mm-hmm not list the ratings of a book, and not that I wouldn't order a mature title, but I know that I have to have good reasoning for ordering yeah. a mature title versus something that's older teen or teen, Yeah. Or, so I need to really know, um, because they're a little bit gun-shy, which I understand yeah, about Absolutely. Yeah. just outright smut yeah. in the yeah, you do have, you know, every library has their collection development
0: policy, so you have to make sure that even the, the manga you're ordering falls within that, that perimeter.
1: Right. So that that's very helpful to me, because they'll list whether something has, you know, some objectionable content, a lot, a little bit, what type of content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's useful. That's good.
0: So this past week, well while we're interviewing this not after it airs this past weekend was San Diego Comic-Con and every year they do their their Eisner Awards and they hand out you know the comic Oscars if you will does that does that weigh into your decisions when you're ordering things do you look at awards that certain series or artists or or writers have have won
1: Oh, definitely yes. Um, I mean, the Eisners are a big one, of course. Mm-hmm. But I also look at foreign awards because manga tends to be receive awards in its own country, rather, mm-hmm. you know, depending whether it's Korean, Chinese, or Japanese.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, to me, awards. I and mean, this is not a collection development policy specifically, although it does mention, you know, keeping an eye on award winners yes. um, in our system. Uh, but to me, an award in its country of origin is just as valid as us giving an award to Amer- an American comic. So that's I think pretty
0: it's- damn progressive of you, sir. I don't know. This is an American podcast, so <laughs> I don't know what you're talking sorry. about. I'm that's a sorry. pinto commie. I know what is it's this? Heritage. What can I say? You're giving librarians a bad name. The librarians love America. I swear
1: we do i love america also and i love that in america i can order award-winning comics from other countries (laughs) yeah that's
0: right that's your that's your freedom at work right there yeah okay so you order the comics and you seem to have a pretty good process for that and you think about your justifications so why is it important to you for libraries and in your case public libraries to carry comics and graphic
1: novels there's a bunch of reasons. Um, my, If I just had to list a couple off the top of my head. And first you do. You all, do. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I would say they're popular. People want to read them, and the library is here to serve the public, not the other way around. I think there was a trend in libraries in... Kind of the McCarthy era and around that, you know, earlier time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of Pinkos, there, yeah, okay, yeah, it's true. Bringing it, was Bring it all around, um, where the library was seen as very like didactic educational you should come here to become a better person Mm -hmm. because we said so and we're going to teach you how to become a better person um Mm -hmm. luckily the library has moved beyond that because that's a pretty obnoxious and very presumptuous attitude yes and i would be terrible at it so i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad it's over yeah i don't think i would fit in in that library (laughs) i
0: don't don't think this podcast would exist i don't think we'd be librarians in in that
1: in that environment uh... It's the Bioshock Libraries. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Good. So, yeah. No, anyway, like I was saying, they're popular, people want to read them, and we need to reflect the interests of our patron base. That's very important to me, that we have the items that people want to read. Um, That's actually been one of my favorite weird things that I've discovered in ordering comics, because I I started out very overwhelmed, because we're ordering for, like, 17 locations, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, my Lord. So I was just like, okay, let me just try to get my feet Under me here Um, But over time of doing it I've realized Like certain branches like Wow Royal Palm Beach is weirdly obsessed with Wonder Woman like they (laughs) Check out a lot more Wonder Woman books There than anywhere else Mm -hmm. And so I've like started to learn like little quirks About different branches Um, And I try to cater To those because again there's somebody over there That loves those things and wants them And I want to you know have them available For that person or people, Maybe there's a Wonder Woman fan club. I don't know. <laughs>
0: maybe there is. Maybe there's a whole secret
1: society over there. Um, the other main reason that I think they're really important is that they are gateways to reading for people who are not fans of reading normally or who wouldn't be considered fans of reading because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you're not reading a real book. And to me, no. any a real book is a book that has words inside it or pictures inside it or something that you can artistically engage with. And have a response to. That's all that's required for me to consider something a book. Um, and I know that there's working in the kids section, especially there's so many kids that struggle with reading. Mm-hmm. Comics are great for that because there's not like the sticker shock of so many words on the page. Oh, this is horrible! <laughs> it's like, no, there's a lot of pictures. Yeah, there are- I still have that approach. Yeah. Um, and it's really helpful for getting kids over the hump sometimes of moving from simpler kinds of books yeah. to full on 200 page novels. Mm-hmm. Like it's a stepping stone for them. Um, but I don't subscribe, and that, this is, you know, again, it was really popular for years. And it's still the library, library profession is sort of obsessed with it, especially in children's and the department. Um, not in my library system, just in general, I think. Yeah the profession, like moving you on to the better real books. So, like, this is like the stepping stone, and now you can, like, the, it's like the training wheels, like, and mm-hmm. then get them. And I don't think they're training wheels. I mean, no, I think a place that you can visit that will help you, like, work out a specific muscle, mm-hmm. lets you then move on to something else. But that doesn't mean you should never come back to the elliptical again because, like, oh, I've mastered the elliptical. <laughs> now I'm doing, you know, the treadmill or whatever. Yeah. no. You need to work out all of those muscles. And I think sequential art, because it incorporates visual art and text, works so many different levels than just looking at art or reading a book. Yeah.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah. I like yeah, I like I like that analogy there. It's really in depth. I like the elliptical <laughs> the elliptical
1: yeah, part of it especially. This is like, <laughs> Me overweight librarian trying to think of the <laughs> exercise equipment. Yeah,
0: like you you said it, and I'm like, oh, I don't understand what that means. Does is is that where I eat my pizza? Is that where I eat my it's pizza on an elliptical? They're
1: kind of terrifying in like a sort of fun way. It's like doing the moonwalk, well, oh. kind of while doing like a weird Macarena thing with your hand. I don't know. It's complicated. You should try one. Jump no,
0: on. I, it, that, that sounds like a great way for me to get injured. I think I'll just continue to sit on my couch reading the comic books that you order. so um so you kind of mentioned it a little bit do you do you often or how often would you say that parents give you you know side side uh side eye for trying to recommend graphic novels or or comics to their kids is that Uh, something that still exists in the world
1: or am i I, am i outdated yes i would say it's fairly common I've just gotten really good at like my used car salesman pitch of overriding them. So I don't give them time to think about it too much. Like I you talk give them about, the gym analogy and they get And like it. while I'm shoving comic books into their kids' hands, I'm like quickly explaining everything that I can about like why this is great. This is gonna help in so many ways. It's educational, it's gonna improve everything, and I'm just like quickly shoving comic books into the kids' hands. And then like, okay, quick check out, okay, goodbye. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, what so, kind of what kind of comics do you like to recommend for kids? Like,
1: well, Lumberjanes for sure. Lumberjanes, okay, very uh, good. And this is where my inability to remember names will be problematic. I'm going to say things that most people will be able to tell what I'm talking about, but That's I may nice. not remember the exact title. That's fine. If I, I remember the title, I'll, I'll I'll interject. Can you like? Edit me to make it sound like I said the correct thing. <laughs> I,
0: I can, but it's going to sound really weird <laughs>
1: with you my ed- with my edit, editing skills. Edit me to say something random. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Cleopatra in space. I think it's called. Is yeah, really yeah, good. that's a title. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so I remembered something. So, um, for one. It. Okay. Good. Um, a lot of the classics, like, kids really like, at least at my library branch, and I only, it's not like I, I mean, I order for the system, but I only see the kids at my library, so I don't know what... You don't know what those crazy kids are up to elsewhere? I don't know how they react to things, but I know at my library, they still love a lot of the classics, things like the Archie's comics. Well, Archie's Uh,
0: making a pretty big comeback right now,
1: too. It's true. Um, I actually, this is just jumping onto a random topic, but... I had a dad who was like, "Oh, I used to read Archie comics, blah blah,", blah. and I was, you know, breaking them into the son. And he's like, "Yeah, I wish I could get into them again." And I was like, "Oh, what? You haven't read the Archie zombie story?" And I he's know. Like, oh my god! I, I was like, "Oh, dude, you got to read it immediately. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> you got to fix that now." There's, he's
1: right back into it again. Yeah. So.
0: Oh my god, it's it's crazy. Archie. I was I was just showing um, Christina, my wife, um, over the weekend. We were in a comic shop, and um, I was showing her the. What is it? Afterlife with with Archie or yeah. Archie Afterlife or whatever it's called.
1: I think it's Afterlife with Archie. Yeah,
0: it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. And the Sabrina series they got going on right now is pretty, pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, they're they're doing neat stuff with uh, yeah. that. And I think just last
0: week they um, relaunched Archie altogether with Mark Wade writing it. So that's pretty cool.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: So that's coming to a library shelf near you
1: soon. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Other oh, what, stuff, yeah. What else do you like to recommend? They really like Squish. Oh, um, Squish. Amoebas. Yeah. I... Um, having disgusting adventures. Lunch Lady is really funny and I think underappreciated. Okay. I don't think I've I've read that one. My, a super um, my hero Lunch Lady. Uh huh. That's all you need to know. You that's a,
0: that's that's, a, that's good enough. My stepdaughter and I were obsessed with Baby Mouse for a while. Is Baby Mouse still popular?
1: Baby Mouse is popular. It's super cute, too. Oh so my God, It's the best.
0: We saw um, we saw oh, somebody crazy. dressed as Baby Mouse one time, and I think oh, really? both, we both, like, almost went into tears, I think.
1: We are like, oh, my God, it's Baby Mouse. <laughs> was she, like, tiny and adorable?
0: No. It was, it was like, from – it was at some event, and it was from, I think, like, PBS was putting on some something. Oh, okay. So they had, like, Clifford the Big Red Dog there and all these other ones. But we just beelined it for Baby Mouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're like get out of my way you red dog you had your time assuming not like cosplay you saw something no no it
0: was like a legit you know somebody was paid to be in that costume not somebody somebody wasn't doing it just for the love of baby mouse okay because i, I hope they i know, hope they were paid oh my god i hope they were paid. that's a whole nother podcast said, was baby mouse for halloween oh were they that's cool no people should i'm just oh I thought you said you saw some people dressed as it. oh yeah they should that's Let's get that
1: stickers, let Josh and me see
0: them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put, put them up on the Twitter at again at us uh, at Assemble Podcast. You can send us your baby mouse cosplay photos.
1: <laughs> I totally want to see that too. Yeah, yeah do absolutely. it. I would also take actual mice dressed as baby mouse.
0: Oh my god, that would be crazy. But Ew. make sure that no mice get hurt. Yes, like because that That's would be sad. Like my- it would be cute until I realize I don't think that mouse is alive. I think it's oh, a dead dude, mouse. Wait, baby mouse. <laughs> to a dark place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went
1: dark real quick. It's like the baby mouse Frank Miller edition. <laughs> it's the
0: afterlife with baby mouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, bone, oh, bone, super okay. still. So, yeah, um, that's on reading lists all the time too, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. so good. That's another one that I really like because. Not to be. This is me representing a real thing that happens. Not being sexist. Okay, good. Boys in general are so terrible about reading. Like, that's... not all of them, but proportionally they just yes. all are worse yeah, about.
0: Not, hashtag not every boy, but yes. Yeah, most hashtag most boys. <laughs>
1: yes, a lot of them. Too many. <laughs> are hashtag
0: just, too. Oh, that's blue. Hashtag too many.
1: Yes. <laughs> hashtag too many boys yeah. are bad about reading mm-hmm. and they really dig bone and they dig I mean they like um what's his name Pierce writes it mm-hmm. um, the author's name is Pierce Oh. big uh, Nate oh big Nate big Nate yeah yeah uh, they oh my god big Nate moves all over the place um and I'm like the parents again are very give me the side eye especially about stuff like big Nate mmm but it, Captain Underwear, I'm sure you get a lot of side-eye for Captain Underwear. Captain Underwear, is that like the discount version of Captain Underpants? Oh, is that what
0: th- it is? Oh, is that, see? I'm not the children's librarian, so it's Captain Underpants, not Underwear. Underpants, yes. It's, it's the knockoff. <laughs>
1: Captain Underwear sounds creepy.
0: <laughs> it does. This is why I don't write children's books either. They would all be on the ALA banned book
1: <laughs> for a good reason. <laughs> Just uh, for having a terrible title. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah. Again, to me, your kid is reading versus not reading. It's yeah. kind of like exercise. Like mm-hmm. we're going there again. Oh. The exercise oh, again with the exercise. The exercise is better than not exercising. Is it? Yes, <laughs> okay. it is. Okay. It feels terrible, and we all hate it, except for people who lie to themselves about jogging.
0: Yes, oh. but yeah, stop it, everybody. Your knees are gonna give out on you one day.
1: Well, but they're so athletic and pretty looking that, oh, you
0: know, I guess you can keep doing a
1: little that. jealous of the joggers. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, I hear you on that.
0: So besides ordering comics, are there any types of programs you like to do as in the children's library you programming you do centered around comics?
1: Um. Well, not actually in my role as a children's librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, my staff has You dug- mean you're not busy enough already. Well, yeah, because I'm always I'm a compulsive doer of new projects. I'm like, oh, it's a new thing. I should try that. That sounds fun, um, which never gets me in trouble. I have so much time to do all the things. Oh, that I, I know, want. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, because the summer reading theme is every hero has a story. My staff has done lots of superhero programming and comic book related programming comic book wallets um we did a uh make your own comic day oh, make a superhero like we've had lots of related stuff we even had one about captain underwear no today. you didn't no you didn't it
0: because was i own all the rights to that and i didn't allow anyone <laughs> to do captain underwear programming <laughs>
1: We even had gigantic underwear like, <laughs> to try on to feel as great as Captain so, Underwear. Does. So, how
0: long before um, it was shut down by the health
1: <laughs> by the it health was, department? It was giant novelty underwear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never been worn except outside of pants. Okay. So, All right. I don't know if that's better or worse, um, but, but in any case, probably neither. <laughs> this summer, I worked with the adult librarians at my branch to put together a comic book discussion group. Oh, cool. What'd you guys discuss? And last month, we did The Avengers. Okay. This month, we're doing X Men, and next month, we're doing Justice League. So we focused on superhero teams. Okay. Um, and it was, it's been pretty fun so far. I was in charge of the Avengers and I'm going to do X-Men. Okay. So
0: how does it work? What, what are you guys, do, are you all reading one particular title? Just no, title it's
1: titles? awesome. This is my new favorite style of book discussion. Okay. Everybody reads whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And then each talk about like the book that we read and whether we liked it and what we liked about it or not for like five minutes. Okay. So everybody gets to learn a little bit about other stuff. You leave with a bunch of recommendations of good stuff to get bad stuff to avoid, you have <laughs> stuff, soda, I mean, it's pretty great.
0: That's cool. And what's the what's the turnout been like? You said this is more of like an, an older audience, right? right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've had uh, it's kind of an all-ages thing because okay. most of the Avengers and X-Men titles and Justice League titles like there's kid-appropriate ones. Yeah. Like oh. you're not pushing the Brad Meltzer Justice League in anyone's hands or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is nobody talks about it in depth enough, since you're just giving kind of a basic plot summary, mm-hmm. you're not like. And then his arm got ripped off, and there was blood <laughs> everywhere. And then oh, he killed him with his own arm. Pic- this picture. <laughs> um, so since we don't get into it to that level of detail, okay. All right. it's fine. Um, it's been decent. It's slow, but it's
0: well, been. Yeah, most growing. new programs are. But I mean, have have people
1: been excited about the people who are coming? They seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, we had. Probably about 15 to 20 people sign up, um, including parents and kids. It was really exciting because I had a lot of moms and dads and one grandma who was so awesome because I was like, oh, this grandma's coming to sign up her grandson. Mm-hmm. She knew more about comics than I did. Wow. I was put to shame. I felt my internalized misogyny and sexism <laughs> as I assumed that grandma would not know about comic books. I was ashamed. Oh, man. So, yeah, she's, she uh, trounced me soundly. And I wasn't, like, a jerk about it. I wasn't like, well, little lady, you don't know about I just was <laughs> but like, you, oh, okay. But you died a little bit on the inside when she... Yeah, no, I was like, oh, you know, let me sign you up. And she's like, oh, okay, sign me up, my husband, my daughter... And I was like, oh that's cool, blah blah blah. You know, is there any particular comics you're interested in? And she's like, Well, I used to read Doom Brigade and this that, and blah 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 back whoa. in the sixties and Holy. I was like, Oh whoa, like this lady's legit. This so lady I was is very
0: OG, this is OG graphic novel. Here, here. Yeah. yeah, she had uh, much
1: game, much more <laughs> <than I do. laughs> so That's amazing. It's always good to get those little humbling moments to remind yourself it like is. you're not as great as you think you are.
0: I don't like them, but I do I do appreciate them and I'm sure everyone around me appreciates them even more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I dig them. I've grown to embrace them. That's, that's That's good.
0: Okay. So if you have, what would you like to recommend to somebody who's getting into comics? Like let's say you got a little kid coming up, just saw like some superhero movie of the summer. What are some kind of superhero books that you would recommend for a kid?
1: I really like Tiny Titans. Ah, oh, Tiny Titans! So cute. They and are they're the really best. Fun. Yeah, I feel like they like capture the fun part of comics mm-hmm. without the drama and dead parents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so many dead parents in comics.
1: Comics, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many dead parents in the
1: world. Um, I also really like. There, it's not actually a comic series. Um. DC Super Pets. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just double DCing here. I'll have to think of a good Marvel something. But DC Super Pets, um, they're early chapter books, like mm-hmm. transitional chapter books for kids that are just moving beyond stuff like Frog and Toad or Friends, mm-hmm. but not reading the like 200 page books yet. So they're like 90 pages. Um, they have lots of pictures, colorful fonts and stuff, and they're about like crypto and bat cow. Mm-hmm. Oh, how can you not want to read about
0: bat cow? I, you know, um, my stepdaughter has a few of those DC pet ones. They're pretty good, yeah. And then, like, every now and then she'll ask me, like, do you know who this is? And I'm like, what animal is that? Like, <laughs> like no. There was no animal like that. And then I'll, I'll look yeah. it up and, yes, someone. at one point there wasn't it. Like, they're all they're all canon. They all go back oh,
1: somewhere. Wow. Oh, see, I just figured some... Like, bat cow... Yeah, bat cow probably not. Like bat week, cow probably was. Probably yeah. from the 50s, but some of it, like... Green Lantern's monkey or whatever it is—I can't remember. I think there there
0: was—I think there was a monkey that was given a ring at one point. (laughs) Well, but he was Green Lantern's pet. He was probably a monkey. He was—he was like his friend.
1: Was his own monkey, Josh?
0: Yes. (laughs) He—he was no man's monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what about for like older kids, like you know, like you know, preteen to teenage kids? What what would you? Any titles you
1: like? Telgemeier stuff, sisters, drama. Um, those are really popular.
0: Yeah, I heard she's got a new one coming out too. I think I forget what it was called Ghost, maybe or maybe Ghost with an S at the end of it. I'm not quite sure. She just announced not too
1: long so, ago. Anya's Ghost is really good. Yo, yep. yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. And I think it hits on all those teenage notes, mm-hmm. like. Teen books, to me, are so much, you know, I think a lot of teen books are, because I also order the teen books for mm-hmm. my library, um, are about that paranoia place. of like, does anybody really like me? Am I secretly super weird? <laughs> is anybody ever going to want to be my friend? Am I normal? Like, what is even my life? The um, answer
0: for most of those questions is just yes. Yes, people will want to be your friend. But, yes, you are weird. <laughs>
1: yeah you just have to find compatible weird to exactly be and high school is not usually the correct place to do that. <laughs> no 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 but that's unfortunately the time it happens <laughs> yeah but yeah on yeah. ghost i think just like nails all of those feelings and then just goes into a twisted amazing direction so
0: have you um have you seen the new the new incarnation of batgirl they're doing the more younger uh yes. teen friendly yeah that's a pretty good title Yeah. And Miss Marvel, you mentioned Miss Marvel earlier. That's another really good. You were looking for a Marvel equivalent. There you go. Miss Marvel. Of Kamala. She's so amazing. That's good for teens. That's great for for girls in comics, too.
1: It is, too. What
0: a time to be a girl in comics, right? Like, oh my
1: God. God. I mean, there had to be some time that it would be good to be a girl. Yeah. Comics fan, where, like, there were actually legitimate stories about you and characters that you could identify with that had agency. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. That, yeah. I'm happy, man. Like, that did not it, exist when I was it younger. Happened, but yeah, as so,
0: as somebody with a a young a young girl in the house who likes comics, man, I am thrilled that these things are finally getting published.
1: Yeah. And I you know, I have to say I really like that people like I'm trying to remember her name. Is it Power Girl? Mhm. Window? Yeah, The Window, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that she exists too because it doesn't ha- like I don't want to move back to some kind of weird regressive like infantilization of comics for females where yeah. everybody's a young girl that's innocent and like you know I yeah. want there to be the full range of experiences and types of people and expressions um, I've had so many girls tell me that they loved Miss Marvel the the trade you know the first trade no mm-hmm even though they're not Muslim, like I've had Muslim oh, girls that loved yeah. it, but mm-hmm. I've had girls that loved it just because it was like I identify with these feelings of, you know, something in my in life high school, too. similar to Kamala's life oh, like yeah. my parents have a religion that's not a mainstream one, yeah. even if it's not Islam, or, you know I'm from immigrant parents and my parents are this way, they don't understand that, like, something about, them res- about her resonates with different people in different ways, so it doesn't have to be exactly your story so that's why i think a variety of stories is so important what is going on in, in your home having a
0: fit. okay i didn't know if we we're if the satanic satanic um
1: catalogers had found you it like no we talked about to socialists too much and- the cops are breaking down the door. <laughs> like, oh no! The, the word "Muslim" was used three times in a row. Yeah. Well <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, it's, like, cop, it's like the it's like the cop version of Beetlejuice. Yeah. No.
1: The, my dog has kennel cough, so he's uh, just
0: awful. Well, I hope we all hope you feel better, little little
1: pup. I've been calling him Little Goose because he sounds like a goose. <laughs>
0: yeah, little Canadian goose just snuck <laughs> into your house. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So yeah. I'm Trying to remember where I was going. Oh, speaking. Yeah, speak, no, it's fine. Um, speaking of you know having a representation of all types of girls, not just like young, you know, girls discovering that it's okay to be different. Have um, Black Canary has a new series out right now too, where it's kind of like it feels a lot like you know, she's younger and it's kind of like taking the same Batgirl approach, but mm-hmm. it feels a lot like Gem, like she's like in some kind of like goth punk band and like it's her and her band are like kind of fighting crime after their shows so like she's still dressed like Black Canary you know like all like black and fishnet and boots and stuff but like not as like not as overtly sexualized but like more like I'm comfortable in this this is who I am so yeah it is still it is still happening and it like and it's oh, yeah and it's that's just great man it's I, i'm just happy that there are comics now that represent more than just you know, the white man struggle.
1: Yeah, no, because that... it's a
0: real struggle. But you know, <laughs> okay. other people and have real I struggles agree to too. That.
1: <laughs> All right, fine. As a Hispanic person, I am not being fine. a part of your white privilege, Josh. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Although everybody assumes I'm white, so I have like pretend white privilege. So you do. You have you have put upon white privilege. Diet <laughs> <hate> white privilege. <laughs> um, I was gonna say. Before my dog started honking. <laughs> before, the uh, goose, before the goose invaded. Before the goose. Att- man, geese are scary, don't them. They, mess with
0: the they are scary, man. They used to be all over my college campus. Oh, my God. Terrifying.
1: We just had ducks, but they were, like, federally protected ducks. So we couldn't, like, you had to be very careful about the ducks.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we had migrating geese from Canada who would get very, like, territorial over the oh. land that they only sat on for, like, two months
1: kind of weird because Canada is known for being so nice. Their geese aren't. <laughs> they should like weaponize the geese. So. I'm sure they have secretly. Um, that's, that's that's a program. Comi- they do,
0: that's um, a comic waiting. <laughs> that's a comic waiting to happen. Um. All right. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up, and you can give say- your dog its medicine.
1: Something what
0: we're talking
1: about? Oh, Black Canary. Yes. Uh, you mentioned Gem and the Holograms. That's really good, too. By the
0: yeah, way. I haven't picked it up, but I
1: hear a lot of good things about it. Uh, the movie looks like a train wreck, oh but my God, if yeah. you are, like me, a sad Gem and the Holograms fan, waiting for your moment in the sun. And waiting it's been, for your time uh, to shine. Yeah, the movie looks terrible. Read the comic. It's amazing. It's so great. The
0: cover. The cover, custom- cover art. I've this, only seen the cover, and the cover art looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, it just looks incredible, and it is incredible, and you should read it. All right. I feel bad for not having done something. Yeah, you should.
0: Shame <laughs> on you, and I sh- and I shame on me. I'll pick it up. I'll wait for the. I'll wait for you to order the first trade, and then I'll. Sounds um, good. T- yeah,
1: that's one thing I do wish um, we would get into digital comics a little bit more. Yeah, and that that is <laughs> a service that is available now. to be published, and not everything makes it to trades. Yeah. So. I, I guess like, that, yeah.
0: That our, makes that uh, reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you um, about thirty five minutes ago. So let's run back real quick. Sure. Um, when besides ordering graphic novels, have what's your policy or not not necessarily policy? What's your what's your take on getting single issue comics at, as a library? Like I know every library has like magazines. What do you think about libraries who order just like single issue comics? Do you think it's it's worthwhile? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it doesn't matter? Is this a stupid question to end First, on?
1: I don't think it's a stupid <laughs> question. Um, I think it's a hard question to answer because I think it would be prohibitively expensive mm-hmm. because I don't think that there is and I may be very, I may be wrong about this, but I don't think that there is a large scale publishing effort to get single issues into libraries. Probably not. I mean, so, since most of its own it would have be, been
0: distributed by one company,
1: right? So, I think it would be a lot of effort on our part, and then the catalogers are not going to want to catalog mm-hmm. those kinds of materials because they're ephemeral. I mean, that's going to get damaged after yeah. five people read them. Um, so which is why I, I said specifically digital comics, mm-hmm. I think, would be great because. That way, they are available immediately to people who want to read. Like, I know that when I wanted to read the first issue of Lumberjanes, I was like, "Well, I'm not waiting for the trade. Like, (laughs) I could be dead by then." (laughs) Um, You know, same thing with stuff like Saga, that's Mm -hmm. so good, Um, and smaller, you know, projects like the Midas Flesh. I don't know if you've heard of that; is really good, but I don't know if that's going to get a trade or not. Yeah. Um, So I would love there to be options for smaller projects i know i know that some um platforms
0: that libraries use for their delivering their ebooks i know they offer graphic novels at least in electronic form but i i don't know for sure what they do as far as single issues go
1: i as far as i know not that i have any kind of insider knowledge Mm -hmm. just you know very very minimal exposure that i've had to this idea because our library system does not do this um it's trains is what they stock in general yeah so it would have to be some kind of like platform a tablet that you can take home that cool. has Preloaded, mm. or something, and there are libraries that do things like that.
0: That's a pretty. That is a pretty cool idea. And Comixology, they're not. They're not paying me for this endorsement, but I love them. That's pretty much what I use a lot now because I don't have a whole lot of room left in my house from years of collecting comics. So,
1: it's I, amazing. I want everything to be digital. I'm tired yeah. of physical objects. If I could have a digital couch, I probably would.
0: Yeah, I do like my couch though. But yeah, I think I might trade it for a digital one just for the novelty of it.
1: Yeah. Well just you know, like you press a button and it's there and when then, you want. Yeah. yeah. And then it materializes your inventory when you're done. Cool. I like that
0: idea. All right, Aramis. Well thank you so much for participating in our in our second episode. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you can come back later and give more recommendations for kids and and uh and teens. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Sure. Happy to do it. Alright, take care. Anytime. well they said it couldn't be done but here we are at the end of episode two thanks for helping me prove everyone wrong Please subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also rate us, which I think will probably help us appear in more searches. Additionally, you can find the show on SoundCloud. Please visit the show's website for show notes and book recommendations. We're at librariansassemble.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Assemble Podcast. There's now even a Facebook page for the show. That's facebook.com librariansassemble. And if you'd like to be on the show, you can reach me at librariansassemble at gmail.com. The music in the show was done by Gumble and was used under the Creative Commons license. My guest next time will be Jez. She's a public librarian from just outside of Chicago and a former comic shop employee, so make sure you check out that interview. Before I go, I just want to say please visit your local libraries and local comic shops. They are both vital parts of the community and not only offer literary value to our lives, but also provide a place for people to come together and have a sense of belonging. Even if you read only digital books these days, there are still things for you to do at your local comic shop and local library. There are programs and events happening all around you and opportunities to meet new friends and discover new things. So get out there and support these institutions. Alright, I'll see you all in a couple weeks. Take care.